Greg Popovich. Played very well tonight. Great team defense. Did a good job. Kobe Bryant. Welcome in to the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. I am Jonathan Hood and basketball is hood. We provide this podcast for you here on Spotify, the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. For those that love the game of basketball, NBA, college, everything else in between, we hook you up with basketball content. Also on the Cap and J Hood podcast feed, saying what's up to you all as well. Don't forget to catch David Kaplan and I every morning, 7 to 10 a.m. Central Time on ESPN 1000. And please download the ESPN Chicago app. Hey, it's March Madness. As we record this, this is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day for those who celebrate. And why wouldn't you, right? St. Patrick's Day. We'll talk to Luke Yaklich, the head coach for the UIC Flames, and we will talk to him about March Madness, about his first year coming home to the land of Lincoln uh, after being an assistant with Michigan and Texas, and now he's home and will be going into his second year next year as head coach for the UIC Flames men's basketball team. Luke Yaklich, our guest here as we talk March Madness, everything else, right here on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Let me call Coach, and we'll get underway with our conversation, brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. As I talk to Coach Yaklich, download the app and use the promo code WMVP and check out what uh, DraftKings has to offer. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. All right, let me call coach and we'll get underway here on the under the hood basketball podcast and we have him luke yaklidge the head coach for the uic flames men's basketball team is with us here as we wrap up the season coach as always i appreciate it. thanks so much for coming on uh, Jonathan, it's been awesome uh, working with you this year uh, under, you know, obviously strange circumstances, uh, but you do a great job for us. Our guys love it. Uh, fans love it. And most importantly, um, really, really appreciative uh, of the time and uh, the excitement that you have for our, for our program and the great job that you do on a night to night basis. So excited for uh, for next year already and uh, excited to talk with you uh, a little bit more hoops here now. Yeah, Coach, how amazed are you that we even have an NCAA tournament? After all the COVID that we went through, it was so odd not to have a tournament last year, the cancellations and the season that you went through. How amazed that we actually are going to look forward to, you know, postseason play, a tournament play for college? Uh, Yeah, if you'd have told me back in in October when, you know, as Horizon League coaches, we were getting through uh, trying to figure out what what the season would look like, what, what a conference tournament could look like potentially, and then, you know, there were some pretty pessimistic uh, outlooks about things um, on those calls. And then, you know, you'd, you'd hear about a school or two getting shut down for a couple weeks. And so to, to be at this point, it says a lot about uh, 
the leadership, uh, you know, from a, a you know, from our level, um, you know, as at, at UIC, and then what we did as a, you know, basketball program, and what all the uh, administration administrators did within the Horizon League, and then in the grand scheme of things, uh, Jonathan, just having, you know, the vision uh, from the NCAA uh, to kind of work backwards from and learn all the lessons um, along the way to be able to have that thing in, in Indianapolis and be able to make it work. It's it's truly unique. Um, it's it's awesome, and obviously, it's a huge thing for all college sports that uh, you know this was uh, this was able to go on. So, to say a surprise would be would be an understatement. And um, it, but at the same time, it's the excitement level for this is is great. It's even greater when you're involved in this, and that's our goal, obviously. Yeah, coach, you had the daunting task of taking over UIC, in which you brought in players, and players were already here, and trying to balance everything with the with the team with COVID and everything else. I'll ask you this: how how interesting was it for you to be able to evaluate talent and also try to manifest talent at the same time? Well, it was it was definitely um, you know back in uh, back in April, almost a year ago, um, Jonathan put when first got the job, then you're kind of settling in and you're watching um, film after film after film. And then again, putting together uh, our staff and support staff. So it was, um, you know, they're just, it, it was a different world. Um, now a little bit more comfortable in that world now uh, with, with what we're doing in recruiting because not much Jonathan, obviously uh, has changed much. Uh, mm-hmm. You get a little bit more, um, you know, the junior college teams are playing right now. Um, high school teams, some of them are playing, and you're getting, um, you know, a bunch of opportunity uh, to watch, you know, game film in a different environment. But the most important thing, Jonathan, that's different is that truly evaluate, being around your team, and then really understand, okay, what what do we need? How do the pieces fit together? And um, and and how how do we see it moving forward? That's the biggest difference, uh, Jonathan, in the recruiting process is just being around our guys and developing a relationship with them and knowing what they, what they can and can't do and, and how to improve them. And at the same time, uh, how to complement them throughout our uh, recruiting processes. That's been the biggest difference. One thing I know about you coaches, you're never satisfied. You're never, you're never satisfied. You can, you can watch the evaluation from game to game, but it's never going to be perfect in your eyes or, or the staff's eyes. So tell me this. It was there a game or a half in which you st- said, you know what, I think st- things are starting to click for our club. Yeah, Jonathan, I think the, uh, you know, we had right, right around the, uh, the first weekend of conference tournament, um, and we played two really good games against uh, the Oakland team that ended up finishing third in the league. Mm-hmm. And then um, it felt good about that. Then we, we started getting some guys back for um, from injury around the Robert Morris. And then at Youngstown State, we went one and two, but played a good team and felt good up, up, up until that point. And then um, when we went to Northern Kentucky, that's when things um, – you know, we, we just didn't play well and things went a little sideways on us. It took us a while to get things back together. Um, so I, I would say that again, at the, that Oakland phase, um, yeah. that, that second o- Oakland game, Ray Mitchell breaks his hand. Uh, the next Wednesday, Zion Griffin, um, he had, uh, his, his injury with his leg that kept him out. Um, and then, uh, Maurice commander as well. So it was, it just kind of everything we got to a point and then, you know, we, we uh, our, our team got uh, mixed up a little bit in terms of um, our rotations uh, due to injury. 
and then it took us a while to get back together. And that's, that's, that's the part, um, you know, we played the best part of our schedule and we're trying to put, put things back together. And I, I, again, I wanted to do a better job with that, um, and, and making sure that we, we had some cohesion when we put together. So I've learned a lot of lessons, became a better coach, um, along the way and, and definitely things I'll take from this year to apply to next year um, to help our team grow and, and uh, peak and be, be the best that we can be by the time March rolls around. Coach, as I was doing those uh, those games with Chris Black, the Oakland series, I said, you know, I'm not going to believe that we actually beat them until I see zeros on the board in the second half. Yeah. No, seriously, like, you know, Campy's got a million wins, right? And then, yes. and, and then to see something that I have never seen before, how our club – Really, you know, did a great job in both games, two different games, but just to beat Oakland and, and beat Campy, that was, I thought, a major step for the program because that never happens. Usually, Campy's there in Portillo's having a good beef sandwich. Said, "Oh, we're gonna, oh, we're gonna play Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's good. Yeah, Chicago." And then we beat them. Like, wow, that was. I was impressed. I think everyone raised their eyebrows after that series. You know, you're right about that. Yeah, I think uh, it was a, it, again. It was it was a good point uh, of our season. I think we, we did have uh, some chemistry going on there and some mojo. Um, and then again, it's the, for that next about six weeks, Jonathan. We were, were just trying to, to to figure out different lineups, bringing guys back in, and then having other guys go back out. So I just uh, again, I I did do a better job in that in that uh, that area of kind of just really. Um, managing that that whole process better and i think we can grow as a, as a coaching staff in that regard but man we have, we have really good kids uh jonathan that played hard uh, we got to play better and execute better um in a lot of different areas but it really it, throughout this year it's it's a ton to ask uh, of our players and every college uh, student athlete throughout the country uh for what they went through um be, between quarantines and then testing and and practices and games and double back-to-back road uh, road games and, and home games for that matter. Uh, but we all had to do it, man. Some teams did it better than others, and that's what we're going to learn from next year and uh, and really excited about uh, everything moving forward here. Well, if nothing else, Coach, you and your staff was the best-dressed staff in college basketball. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to ask you why you went with just uh, suits and ties. Everyone else went with sweats. Or if you're John Calipari, just a button-down like lumberjack shirt at some point just to get no, momentum. No. <laughs> so Yeah, I think uh, we just uh, – yeah, I don't know. I'm a traditionalist in, in a lot of that, uh, in a lot of those ways, going back to my high school coaching days, Jonathan, and, um, you know, used to wear a shirt and tie to, to teach every day. Um, so it, it was just something that's, um, I don't know if I just, uh, that was what I was used to and, and remember, um, you know, my high school coach was doing and, and it just kind of part of the profession. So we just kept it there. And uh, Dennis Gates did the same thing at Cleveland State. We didn't get to play them this year. Um, but yeah, Dennis. Uh, Dennis was in the in the same mold, and um, you know that's uh, that's what we chose to do. And uh, you know, if going back and do it, do the same thing again. Is it too early in the evaluation evaluation for you to tell me if any players are returning on your roster next season? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the the two seniors, uh, uh, Jamie Hale and, and Mike Diggins, have both uh, decided to use their their extra year um, of eligibility and. Uh, Jamie's going to be finishing up an engineering um, degree. Uh, Mike's going to be uh, going into um, a master's uh, program. So really proud of those two guys. Those are the two guys that we know, um, you know, it, it, with through our discussions and staff that that they're coming back. And uh, we're having 
again, player meetings with everybody else as, as we go forward. But we anticipate, uh, you know, most of our roster returning and looking forward to adding, uh, adding some pieces um, where we need to to complement our team and excited about, uh, you know, June 12th and 13th um, when the guys will get back on campus. Uh, we're going to have some workouts here in April um, before finals. It, it's it's exciting, like our group. And, uh, again, it's just they, they went through a lot this year and did well academically. Um, and handled themselves well, um, you know, in the classroom and in the community. So, really proud of our proud of our group. All right. So, Cleveland State represents our league, uh, which yes. is which is interesting. Where Cleveland State has been coach for a while, it has not been great. People are looking for for Raleigh. So, I don't think Raleigh's going to be coming through that door anytime soon. Raleigh Massimino. So, yep. to, what what do you think of the Vikings representing the league in the tournament? Well, Dennis did a great job this year. Coach Gates uh, been friends for a while. Um, we actually played against each other when uh, he was assistant at Florida State. I was at Michigan in the Elite Eight game um, uh, three years ago and known him from Chicago, um, recruited some of my players when I was at Joliet. Um, I'm just happy for him. He, he really uh, has done a great job uh, putting together their team. And, um, you know, they, they played they played very consistently uh, all year long. And that's the one thing you can say from weekend to weekend. They were consistent. They've got a, a heck of a first round uh, battle with with uh, Coach Sampson and uh, and Houston, and we put, that that's still I think uh, in eight years of college coaching, uh, Jonathan, the game Michigan against Houston when Jordan Poole ended up hitting that shot, that that game is remembered for that. But I'm telling you, there were forty minutes of absolute uh, body blows, um, and it was a physical, physical, hard fought game, and that's how they play. That's how their program is established. So that. Uh, That'll be a, a really tough first round game for him, but uh, we're pulling for uh, for the Horizon League, obviously, and we hope that uh, the fifteen two upset uh, comes to fruition. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, so, w- Coach, when you were at Texas working with Coach Smart, you could tell me now because you're not with the program anymore. But do you remember like driving around Austin or on recruiting trips or whatever, turning on the radio in you know in Austin? Because I'm thinking that Cowboys talk is number one but was Longhorns talk like a close second to football and basketball how much how much pressure was it on you and the staff when you were with coach smart as far as trying to win for Texas because uh they they're obviously in the tournament and really played well this year yeah they did I mean it was um you know coach smart uh it was uh you know there was you know obviously you know talk about um you need for the team to perform well and uh you know coach is such a he's an unbelievable person um, he has, d- does a great job building relationships and culture within um, the program and with his players. And, you know, those guys that are there now, Jonathan, uh, Matt Coleman and Courtney Ramey, Kai Jones, Jericho Sims, um, uh, Andrew Jones, uh, those guys have been through so many battles and wars um, in the Big 12 and then just, you know, dealing with things with, with you know, the pressures of, of Texas and, you know what? Uh, what Coach Smart? Uh, you know that that whole divide that's out there was out there at the time, and I'm just really happy for Coach and the staff. There's some really really good people down there and great kids that uh, that deserve the success this year. So it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, smiles, uh, you know, for for them, um, and a lot of positive text messages going out that night. They won the Big Twelve. Um, so, but Austin was an unbelievable city but you do uh texas football uh from the pro level and college level mm-hmm. it is uh it, it takes it takes complete ownership of the state oh yeah um do you fill out a bracket coach i don't 
No. Don't. It's part of like, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the NCAA asked us not to, uh, you know, fill out brackets and that type of stuff. So we, we follow the rules in that regard. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, uh, I, I'm, Rooting, uh, rooting for uh, for my former colleagues. I know that much. Oh, that's good. I, you know, when I was doing shows at the Final Four, and a lot of many years, I'm at the Final Four broadcasting from there, and coaches always would stop by. Like for instance, if I was broadcasting, I'd ask you to stop by, you know, the table and talk to our listeners, and I would. You know, I have a bracket kind of filled out, but I would turn it toward whoever's going to be interviewed, right? I'd, like it'd be uh, like Nolan Richardson, for instance, or it could be another coach. And I just kind of slide it over and it goes, oh, Arkansas, you got us uh, in the Sweet 16. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it was, it was always, it was always interested. Uh, but I, so I'll, I'll ask you this though. Okay, yes. so you're not going to fill out a bracket, but I will ask you this. Don't you believe that this season, this tournament, seems like there's a lot of parity in it. I I see so many coaches, so many programs, you know, I watch so much college basketball that I don't believe that the favorites favorites could win, but I could see other teams winning as well this season. Yeah, it, it's it, you always have that uh, that feel for sure with the tournament, and then obviously the casual the casual uh, March Madness fan is always looking for those upsets, and that's what makes the tournament. Uh, you know, so special because of those, the opportunity to, to have that one game, that one special game. And, you know, I think Gonzaga, obviously, and Michigan, um, and Baylor, um, and, you know, the, the Iowa's and Illinois, like, they, they have a lot of weapons. And if you look at, like, there's a lot of those teams that uh, that win in the tournament, uh, and then you take a look at, like, the draft, it's like, do you have, kind of have two or three pros on your team? And, um, you know, those, those teams, uh, you know, typically over time really, um, you know, have done well, um, you know, in the tournaments for obvious reasons, but the, the upsets, I I do think uh, because of the environment, uh, Jonathan and the limited fans, um, and it's just a different feel, um, in the, in the tournament this year, because you don't have these regional sites. Uh, I think that's going to play, play a role in it. Uh, but I, 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 I do think, um, you know, just those teams at the top, the interesting part about them, and, and even with Texas, is that in this year, you know, senior leadership and having that depth and experience, it seems it, it plays a huge role um, in, in keeping the team together uh, because practice time is limited, um, more limited in the past. Um, and I, I think those teams over, over this, the course of this year have remained consistently well. Um, or played consistently well over time. And a lot of that is because of that experience. So you take a look at a team like Michigan with their senior leadership, Texas senior leadership, uh, Villanova was playing well before they got injured. Um, Iowa has a lot of experience. And then on Baylor uh, and then Gonzaga, those teams have performed over a three, a tough three to five month stretch here during COVID and have done it admirably well. And I, I think that's going to, I'm not saying it's going to go chalk, Jonathan, but mm-hmm. I do think that you know those those, those top uh, one, two, and three seeds. I I, I wouldn't be uh, be surprised if there wasn't a, 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 a teams in the final four below a three. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Okay, I'll yes. I'll take a look at that as I fill out my bracket. I haven't filled it out yet. It's Wednesday. I haven't filled it out yet. I've just yeah. been looking. Last minute, I know. I, know. <laughs> I used to do that. 
do it too. You change it a hundred times or fill out 12 brackets. And hopefully, you, hopefully you get one right. Okay. I got to ask. All right. I would usually ask if I was, you know, in your presence, but I, I got to ask, like I, I see coach beeline. There's openings. You hate to see any coach lose a job, but there's openings around college basketball, which I think he needs at least one more run. I think he's, he's, I, I think he has more to give. Do you agree? Uh, he's always got uh, yes. Coach B would would have more more to give for sure because he loves teaching. He loves coaching. Um, you know his level of interest in that. Uh, we've talked about the season, and he's given me uh, you know some advice going through uh, you know some adversity, and then going going through some good stretches. And he's been a, a great sounding board for me. We haven't haven't talked about uh, those uh, those openings or his real propensity to get back in the game, but I, I know that. He loves watching it. He did a great job on the Big Ten Network, uh, you know, evaluating that game, the game during the Big Ten tournament. Um, so it was, um, you know, all in all, you know, he um, he's got a passion for basketball and a passion for teaching, and that uh, he's teaching at Michigan now a leadership class. Um, I think a couple days a week. Uh, so it's it's in his blood, and I think it always will be. So can't say whether or not that's going to happen or not uh, but i i know that in his mind uh he's a competitor so he'd love yeah. to be out there i'm sure sure lastly coach and i appreciate your time what would you tell flames fans about next season it would just you know we're at courtside and we're socially yeah. distant it was just you know difficult without the band but you know all college programs had to go through it but as far as what you want to see what are your expectations for next season well, just a, a, a consistent uh, night in, night, night out competitive toughness. Um, I think um, you know we just and then 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 that that uh, execution part. We kind of just went up and down in, in our execution a little bit, um, and then I felt there were times we again our competitive uh, toughness at times um, as a group. Um, so that gritty uh, eat nails. Uh, we're going we're going to defend uh, defend like crazy, and then um, and go execute at the other end of the floor. You know, those are the things we're going to be really focusing on this. Um, you know, this off season and getting stronger. Um, so I think all of those things combined. But I'm very excited about our group and looking forward to uh, the opportunity to to get back out there in front of the uh, the Flames fans again. But we're gonna we're gonna put a a fun uh, fun group uh, to watch on the floor. That's uh, again, we're gonna play hard, passionate basketball, and that's uh, I think the uh, the start of everything. If you can have you have talent, but there's uh, playing hard's a skill. It's a recruitable skill, and we're looking forward to uh, to getting out there and showing some competitive grit. Uh, each and every day, because that's what we want our program to be built upon. Coach, as always, I appreciate it. It's good to work with you in year one. I'm looking forward to year two. I'm excited about what the program yeah. uh, is going to be for year two because you got a little glimpse uh, of what uh, you know your the Yaklich basketball is like. So that's why I can't wait for year two. Yeah, I'm excited as well. So is our staff and our players, and uh, we're again very thankful for for this opportunity to talk to you right now. Uh, Jay Hood, but over the course of the entire um, entire year, you've been great, and uh, appreciate all the support. Looking forward to next year, and hopefully, uh, we can talk a little bit in the summer. Coach, thank you so much. Yep, all the best. See ya.